This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I am Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of Pistown, Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. It is now April 21st, the day after the weed day. The thing about the weed day this year is it's a weed month. So I'm treating every day like the weed day this month, April 2020. It's the perfect month to do it. I mean, I almost, uh, I'm, I'm thankful to be able to have a job and to be able to podcaster, uh, be a podcaster, have a fake job and still make money. And also it's, um, some money, some money. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's also okay when the world isn't during, you know, cowering from a pandemic, but we still have to put out content once a day. And I can't help but think how much more stoned I would be if I didn't have to record a podcast once a day during, during this quarantine. I, you know, I, I have my, uh, whatever I, I have my time to do my thing. But I can't help but think I would be getting a lot more stoned under different circumstances. Well, uh, as someone who worked very closely with you for quite a long period of time, I'm having trouble imagining how much more weed you could possibly smoke if we weren't doing the podcast. (laughs) I suppose there is like a span of 30 minutes that you're not smoking the weed while we're recording that you could take a few brain busters. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just saying, man. That's uh that's for calling me uh Kai Rizdahl when we were recording with Chip earlier. By the <laughs> way, we got a new Chip Chat coming out tomorrow for the listeners. Look, Chip started talking about NPR. He started talking about an NPR economics reporter. If I didn't mention it, someone else would have, okay? <laughs> It's true. Fair enough. All right, let's get to it. It's Tuesday, April 21st, 2020. I'm changing the subject awfully quick here. Here is the news. President Trump tweeted last night that he would temporarily suspend immigration. He said at 10 p.m. he would be signing an executive order barring entry into the United States for the COVID-19 response, quote, in light of the attack from the invisible enemy. The president cited, quote, the need to protect the jobs of our great American citizens, great in all caps. CNN reported this morning that White House staff were still trying to figure out just what the executive order will actually say, sort of like they're trying to reverse engineer something from a tweet. It's likely the order will involve a halt on new work visas and green cards. That's more or less happening anyway. U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services has suspended in-person services until May 3rd. The suspension of non-essential travel to Canada and Mexico was also renewed yesterday for another month. Either way, it's clear the point Trump is trying to make. Foreigners and immigrants should be associated with disease. While attempting to shut down immigration, he has also applauded the recent spate of far-right protests against stay-at-home orders. So on one hand, you're encouraging a bunch of raving small business owners to 
get out there and scream at governors to force their workers to go back to work without any PPE. That isn't fighting the invisible enemy. Not that Democrats can complain. We're days removed from a xenophobic Joe Biden TV ad hitting out Trump for being too soft on immigration from China in response to COVID-19. Also, the coronavirus stimulus that Democrats in Congress supported is imbued with nativist cruelty. The LT. The LA Times reported yesterday that relief is being denied to U.S. citizens who are married to immigrants. There are about 1 million U.S. citizens who are ineligible for their $1,200 Trump buck checks under the stimulus because they file their taxes jointly with immigrants who don't have Social Security numbers. This is a, uh, an unfortunate result from the coronavirus stimulus, which again supported by House Democrats and Senate Democrats, and uh, they didn't seem to have the will to fight this, uh, this, nativist, this nativist mindset that has now deprived a million U.S. citizens of, uh, of what, what should be their right. Yeah, it, it's messed up, and not to use the podcast to settle scores on Twitter, but I do remember some stupid as shit people tweeting not too long ago about how you shouldn't call Trump a fascist or an authoritarian because a real fascist or authoritarian would use their power to exploit this crisis. And Trump is showing a lot of restraint so far because he didn't use the Defense Production Act at the time. Uh, Well, here he is like using this, even though there's no evidence whatsoever that this is something that would do anything to uh, address the pandemic here within the U.S., uh, using this to crack down on immigration. Uh, that's something an authoritarian would do. Yes, which immigration is already come to a fucking standstill anyway because yeah. travel is not happening right now. In-person yeah. office visits are not happening right now. Ultimately, it's about, one, Trump's initial agenda all along, which is to demonize people who aren't white and to preserve white majorities here in the U.S. I mean, that's what's been fueling right wing immigration policy uh, as long as this country's existed. But uh, the other prong of this is to start figuring out other sources of blame for why the U.S. has been so awful in handling this pandemic. So whether you can start suggesting maybe China has something to do with it, maybe immigrants have something to do with it, maybe uh, whoever has something to do with it rather than uh, the administration as well as governors across the country who have completely fucked up. Well, it'll be great when uh, it'll be great when Joe Biden comes out with an ad on Sunday saying that Trump's immigration ban doesn't go far enough. We're getting new details on how large corporations in the U.S. were able to take advantage of the government loans ostensibly created to help small businesses. The Associated Press published an investigation detailing 75 publicly traded companies that got bailed out by the so-called payroll protection program, which is now run out of money. Lawmakers are trying to add another $350 billion to it. Some of these big business recipients, about a quarter of them, had value over $100 million and plenty of access to capital already. Some were companies that were in free fall long before the pandemic started. Uh, one business was actually under investigation by the SEC. The AP report also found that eight of those publicly traded companies got the maximum $10 million loan. According to the U.S. Small Business Administration, 
The average loan under the program so far has been about $206,000. That data also showed, however, that more than 4,400 companies got loans of more than $5 million. Under the legislation passed last month that created the program, the Small Business Administration does not need to disclose PPP loan recipients to the public. But don't worry, Republican Senator Marco Rubio is on the case. Rubio chairs the Small Business Committee in the Senate, and he is promising aggressive oversight into how the PPP was designed. Rubio said in a press release, quote, This fall, the Senate Committee on Small Business and Entrepreneurship will conduct aggressive oversight into the use of the PPP. Companies are not forthcoming. The committee will use its subpoena power to compel cooperation. I'm sure they will. I'm sure Marco Rubio is going to crack right down on all of this. No need to enshrine more restrictions or oversight mechanism into the legislation. Rubio will just handle it all later. With that in mind, I guess, and with the blessing of Democrats, the Senate is likely to move that second round of funding, $350 billion for the PPP as soon as today, with no disclosures or stricter guidelines on who gets the loans. Democrats tried to attach increases to SNAP, the food assistance program. They also tried to attach uh, aid to states to the deal, but both were denied by Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. The House is expected to soon follow suit in passing the bill, assuming Nancy Pelosi can be pried from her ice cream freezer. It's even more likely that the second round of PPP loans will go toward those businesses more closely associated with banks than businesses that need the funding the most. The Federal Reserve announced at the end of last week that it's tweaking rules that restricted the loans that bank directors and major shareholders in banks could acquire for their own small businesses. Moving forward, bank directors and major shareholders in banks won't be restricted in receiving PPP loans for their own small businesses. This rule was initially originated to prevent favoritism in the loan sector and is now being repealed during a time when businesses are alleging that they're being shut out of the program due in part to favoritism. So banks that help administer the small business loan program uh, can now basically approve loans to their own directors and shareholders. Correct. That's incredible. It's, uh, yeah, the whole banking system just rules because it's it's just a bunch of private companies with a piece of paper from the government that basically says they can just print money. And uh, there are certain rules on that. And there were certain rules on the PPP loans. And um, now they can just print money for them fucking selves. That's tight. <laughs> awesome. I mean, whatever, as if bank, banks can loan money, lend money to their own shareholders and directors anyway. But, I mean, this is an emergency program. So, anyway, fuck it. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm rambling here. Speaking of the money printer, looks like it's about to go for oil executives. President Trump said today that he was planning on bailing out the oil industry with U.S. oil prices at record lows. Sort of like he did with the immigration shutdown, President Trump tweeted his intentions for the industry this morning, though this time it seems like he told other people first. He said, quote, we will never let the great U.S. oil and gas industry down. I have instructed the Secretary of Energy and Secretary of the Treasury to formulate a plan which will make funds available so that these very important companies and jobs 
will be secured long into the future. Because of these industries, we might not have much of a future. One bright spot of this COVID nightmare is that oil companies are failing, perhaps creating an opening for some kind of Green New Deal infrastructure. Capitalism is not having it, though. Trump is running ahead with bailouts, and by fucking Tuesday or so, Joe Biden will probably criticize them uh, for being too hard on oil companies. Trump's promise to bail out oil came a week after the Department of Energy said it would store 23 million barrels of crude oil on behalf of nine unnamed companies. It came a day after short-term U.S. oil futures contracts were trading in the negative. The so-called West Texas Index was back up to trading at positive $10 per barrel just before recording. In other environmental news, the EPA released the final version of its rule dialing back clean water regulations, which had been passed during President Obama's second term. Basically, the change means fewer protections for seasonal wetlands and streams, which will only stay protected if they flow into, quote, territorial seas and traditional navigable waters. Some wetlands will stay protected if they're adjacent to these bodies of water, too. What this means is lower safeguards for heavy industry and fragile ecosystems. An opinion piece in yesterday's Tampa Bay Times noted the change would allow mining and agricultural waste in waters created by seasonal changes in rainfall. Finally today, a Government Accountability Office report shed light on the number of pregnant individuals detained by U.S. border authorities in recent years, over 4,600 since 2016. Trump administration changed Department of Homeland Security policy in December 2017, removing language that instructed border authorities to not detain pregnant women except under extraordinary circumstances. And like most extraordinary circumstances loopholes, this one was exploited during the Obama administration, resulting in a high number of pregnant immigrants imprisoned. But the numbers dramatically increased after 2017, when the Trump administration removed the language altogether. In 2016, border authorities arrested 1,380 pregnant individuals. That number dipped slightly in 2017 to 1,160, and then exploded in 2018 after the DHS policy change to 2,098. The length of time incarcerated also increased. Between 2016 and 2018, 68% of pregnant ICE detainees were in custody for less than a week, but that leaves 32% who are in detention longer, including 10% who were detained more than 30 days. There were nearly double the amount of pregnant detainees in custody for longer than a month in 2018 as there were in 2016 and 2017 combined. JO also found that 22% of detentions occurred at facilities without ICE medical staff, and that between January 2015 and April 2019, there were over 100 complaints filed about ICE's and CBP's care of pregnant women. Only three of those complaints were ever substantiated. The vast majority were deemed to not have enough information to make a determination, according to an internal investigation office within the Department of Homeland Security. They cleared themselves, in other words. Well, that is the show for today. Consider subscribing over at our Patreon, patreon.com slash District Sentinel. And if you uh, don't quite have the means right now to subscribe because
because the economy is in complete free fall, you can uh, DM us over at the Sentinel account on Twitter at the DC Sentinel or uh, me at Sam Sachs and ask to be put on the temporarily unsubscribed list so that you can get our uh, exclusive subscriber content. But if you do have the means, consider subscribing. Patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Five bucks a month will write you a haiku and read it on air. We've got a brand new chip chat coming out tomorrow, plus a brand new means morning news on Thursday and a brand new garbage can on Friday for Patreon subscribers. We're here in DC, so you don't have to be.